the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Show on the answer. You can take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app, the answer app available for download at the iTunes and Google Play Store. We'll get you all the great Salem hosts: Hugh Hewitt in the morning, Mike Gallagher, myself, then Dennis Prager. I hope you catch the Prager Show every day from one to three. Seb Gorka after that, then Larry Elder, Charlie Kirk, great hosts, great opinions, and always supported with facts. We're not about feelings. Feelings lie to you. Facts don't. So it's important to, sure, have opinions, but it's more important to have truth. Uh, A lot of times people will say, and people have sung about and made lots of money off hit songs, all you need is love. Love is great. I'm not anti-love. I'm pro-truth, though. Uh, If you have a strongly held belief, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, you just just need to uh, believe in something. Well, what if you believe in something that's not true? (laughs) Then everything in your value system is based on a lie. Yeah, I know. I always talk about Democrats. Sorry to overload you. But this idea that people went to a riot, people got hurt, therefore they got hurt on our sidewalks in Columbus, Ohio. We owe them money. Well, that's based on feelings. That's not based on fact. If you join in, Just by standing around, just by doing enough of what the other people are doing, just by not dispersing, you are, in effect, a part of the problem, not a part of the solution. And the cops expect you to act like the people who are out of line. And so if you get caught in a fog of pepper spray or you get hit by rubber bullets that they're firing to try to disperse a crowd, I don't think you deserve any money. But our city is feckless in its leadership, and Andrew Ginther knows that if he stood up against giving any money to these people, it would cost him votes, and he loves power, and he's going to have power, and Zach Klein's the same way, the city attorney. Uh, Zach Klein's got a great gig. Zach Klein's the city attorney. You ever notice he, like, does almost nothing that could have any consequences pinned on him in an electoral situation? Like, if Zach Klein investigated this supposed overreach by police and found in favor of police, well, he would probably pay pay a cost in terms of his reputation in the city. Um, Maybe Andrew Ginther would not want him as his law director anymore. But if Zach Klein would uh, go the other way, well, then he would anger, you know, other people who have a different political ideology. So, what Zach Klein does under the guise of, well, you know, I, I, I can't take a position here. I work for the city. It'll look bad if I do. 
going to look bad for you. What are you doing? Why are we paying special prosecutors, and why are we paying retired FBI agents to investigate stuff that we theoretically have a city law director for? We paid five hundred grand as a city to Baker Hostetler to do a report on the riots downtown. We've paid the FBI prosecutor, the former FBI agent Richard Wozniak. We've paid him over a hundred grand. We paid Kathleen Gerber, the special prosecutor, over a hundred grand too. Must have been a good year at the city store where they're selling all those city products, which of course does not exist. Okay expectations. Let's move off Columbus police for a moment. Jussie Smollett says he expects to be found not guilty on appeal. Okay. What else did Jussie Smollett expect? The Empire actor was hoping to become a bigger star. I mean, after all, you can't blame Jussie Smollett for having expectations that he should be a bigger star. I have have no problem with high goals. Jesse Smollett thought, what am I doing slumming down here on a rotten show that nobody watches like Empire? I'm a gay black man. I got intersectional boxes checked, bro. I should be on a bigger stage than Empire. You know what I need? I need more public recognition. One way to get that, of course, is to become a sympathetic figure in the eyes of the public. And how can you become... A sympathetic figure in the eyes of the public during the final year of the Trump administration. Be the victim of a hate crime. Unfortunately, there are not enough hate crimes that are actual for Jussie Smollett to happen to fall into one. So he created one, which, you know, every actor wants to be a director. Every actor wants to be a producer. Jussie Smollett will be the star of a Jussie Smollett production. The abduction and attack on Jussie Smollett. Starring Jussie Smollett. Produced by Jussie Smollett. Directed by Jussie Smollett. But it didn't get very good reviews from a jury in Chicago. They found Jussie's story to be, um, well, unbelievable, which is a nice way of saying a lie. It is problematic for Jussie when the two guys that he paid to beat him up, but not so much that his face, the moneymaker, would bear any scars, end up testifying against you in court. And it's very inconvenient when you describe your attackers as pale men and they turn out to be two very dark Nigerians, the Asandaro brothers, uh, that's very problematic. It's also problematic when they present in court the $3,500 check that you paid them with your signature on it and show text messages where you were talking about, sorry, my plane's going to be late. Uh, So you were flying into town that day telling the two guys who testify in court that they were paid to beat you up, that you were going to be late. What's the reason for that text? But the real story of the expectations in the Jesse Smollett case is much, much bigger than the fact that he concocted this fanciful story that exposed what a fraud he is and really what a fraud the narrative is that there are teams of 
white supremacists roaming the streets of America. White supremacy. Remember Joe Biden? The white supremacy is the biggest problem in America. Merrick Garland, white supremacy, domestic terrorism, white, big, big white supremacy problem in America. Yeah, sure there is. That's why Jesse Smollett had to invent this whole situation. But what does it say about the situation he invented? What does it say about his expectations of those he sees as the problem in the United States? Jesse Smollett concocted a story, not only that he wanted to be true, but that he believed would follow the script if he were to be the victim of a hate crime. Which is to say that if a hate crime were to happen to Jesse Smollett, he was positive that the people whose political ideology he despises, those of us who prioritize meritocracy, those of us who believe that Racism is not systemic in a nation where it has been outlawed since the 1960s. Those of us who believe that you should work hard to achieve your dreams, not be given them. Those of us who believe that it is not justice for someone to take from someone who's earned something to give to someone who's not even trying to get it, other than taking it. That's the political ideology that Jesse Smollett and his ilk believe in. And so they believe that instead we are all, as Hillary described us, we are all a basket of deplorables. We are all racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, any kind of phobic you can think of. We're all that. That is Jussie Smollett's expectation. That is Kamala Harris's expectation. That is Joe Biden's expectation. How do you know? Because when Jussie Smollett invented this story, And it made no sense that on a night where the temperature was minus 16 degrees in Chicago, he would go out of his apartment at 2 a.m. to get a Subway sandwich. And that he would be beaten up and the people who beat him up, white supremacists, would be wearing MAGA hats because, you know, that's the only kind of a hat white supremacists would ever wear. Not a stocking cap to cover their ears on the coldest night of the year. And they would, of course, pour bleach on Jussie Smollett because he's a black man. And what better way to turn his skin from the horrible, awful, deplorable pigment that it is to the white pigment that it ought to be than to pour bleach bleach on him. And just to be sure that he knew that they didn't like him, they tied a noose around his neck. That's what he thinks. That's how he thinks. A David Duke Jr., a Dylan Roof, would treat him. That's how he thinks you and I would treat him. And Kamala Harris tweeted, in the aftermath of that clearly made-up, bogus circumstance, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Joe Biden tweeted, This attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. Rashida Tlaib, member of the squad, When one of the most famous black and gay men in America is not safe, the message is clearer than it has ever been. The dangerous lies spewing from the right wing is killing 
bleh, wrong grammar, are killing and hurting our people. Rashida Tlaib, mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, also chimed in. My thoughts and prayers are with Jesse Smollett. Everyone deserves to live safely as their true, authentic self in this city, as mayor. I will make sure that regardless of the victim's stature, hate crime incidents and complaints are fully investigated. So do you think all these people are really stupid? Don't answer that. And really believe that what Jesse Smollett said actually happened to Jesse Smollett? See, I know it's tempting to say yes. I don't believe they're all that stupid. No, I believe what's at work here is something more nefarious. What's at work here is they're very well aware that this is probably not what happened. But they're only too happy to bathe it in the rhetoric that paints a picture of an America that does not exist but gives them license and access to fooling people it exists so they can gain power. And you say, well, that doesn't make any sense, Bruce. They're going to be proven idiots later, like you're proving them idiots now. By a few, but not by the masses. Is there going to be a mea culpa tonight on ABC World News tonight, on NBC News, on CNN, MSNBC, CBS, and everywhere else, except Fox and OAN? Is there going to be a mea culpa from Lori Lightfoot? Is Joe Biden coming out today to go, I would like to apologize to the American people for the tweet that I issued in the aftermath of what is now clearly a made-up event by Jussie Smollett. America's not a racist country. I was deplorably wrong about that. Don't hold your breath unless you like to be a very deep shade of blue. No, the reason Biden, Tlaib, Lightfoot, Harris, et al., say these things is because they know one indisputable fact. No one ever, not as many people ever see the correction as see the mistake. The initial wrong headline, the initial lie, gets much greater traction. And in the grand scheme of things, in the balancing act of how many see the lie and how many believe it, compared to how many see the correction and go, oh, I was wrong about that. The lie is seen by infinitely more people and believed by infinitely more people. If you're a fan of Seinfeld, the George Costanza character addressed this once. It was a funny line, but it is nevertheless true of a mindset on the left that is tearing our country apart. And the line is, it's not a lie if you believe it. The theme of our number one of today's Bruce Hooley show has been expectations. Expectations conveyed to those who rioted. You're going to pay them $6 million. The city is, so the expectation will be, hey, there's a riot. Let's go. Get the camera phones out. Make sure it's charged. We could get paid. Sure, we'll get pepper sprayed once or maybe hit by a rubber bullet. But, hey, it's worth it, man. I mean, that's a whole year's salary the city is ready to hand out. Jesse Smollett expected that if a hate crime were perpetrated, it would be by guys wearing a MAGA hat who would try to make his black skin white by pouring bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. Now he he's 100% certain, according to his attorney, he expects to be found 
not guilty on appeal. And then there's Oregon Governor Kate Brown. Oh, Kate Brown. What are her expectations for the people she purports to help? Well, we found out just yesterday that Oregon Governor Kate Brown signed a bill in mid-July. Now, typically when governors sign a bill, there's like a big ceremony. They get special pens, and particularly when it's a bill about education. I mean, they're helping kids, right? Why would Governor Kate Brown not hold a ceremony nor issue a press release in mid-July about this bill that she signed regarding education? I mean, after all, Foundations for a Better Oregon pushed Senate Bill 744 in Oregon. I would think if you link arms with Foundations for a Better Oregon, most Oregonians would be all about something that would strengthen the foundation of Oregon. And what could better strengthen the foundation of Oregon than education? Well, that is exactly what the bill was about. So what did the bill do? The bill put into effect procedures and initiatives over the next five years that will, quote, truly reflect, truly reflect what every student needs to thrive in the 21st century. Well, I mean, who could be against that? We all want our kids to thrive in the 21st century. What? What, Kate Brown? Are these initiatives you're putting into effect that will strengthen the foundation of Oregon, that will truly reflect what every student needs to thrive in the 21st century that you wouldn't want to issue a press release about or hold a ceremony? The initiative labels math and reading an unfair challenge for students who do not test well. So it suspends standards of achievement in math and reading as a standard for graduation from Oregon schools. They are eliminating, eliminating proficiency in math and reading in the state of Oregon for students to graduate. And they believe, Foundations for a Better Oregon, Governor Kate Brown, believe that eliminating standards for certain levels of achievement, certain levels of competency in math and reading will truly reflect what every student needs to thrive in the 21st century. In other words, you don't have to know math and you don't have to know how to read to be positioned for success in the 21st century. Well, Governor Brown, you certainly wouldn't sign this without having a target audience in mind. Who's your target audience for this bill, Governor Brown? She said this bill will benefit, and I quote, black, Latino, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and I love the last one, students of color. As if you didn't hit every possible color with those first eight categories. You'll notice white students are not in this group of people that she thinks this will benefit. What does that tell you about Governor Kate Brown's expectations? I have no conclusion from this other than to draw away that she doesn't have the expectation that black, Latino, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, or students of color 
are capable of reaching minimum standards in reading and math, which is the epitome of a racist attitude. To believe that because people are a certain skin color or a certain ethnicity, they can't achieve. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.